Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast will definitely contain naughty words and spoilers. Welcome to Haley Watches. I was excited. I was very excited. Um, we're doing a little Halloween one, even though Halloween has been and gone. We are now basically in the gooch between Halloween and Christmas. In the gooch. Oh my God. <laughs> this is when I keep asking, can we put the tree up yet? Can we put the tree up yet? Can we put the tree up yet? Can't put the tree up till December. Uh, so yes, welcome back. This is our, our seventh episode. Yeah, and before we kick off with my uh, discussion on the film I watched, we actually had an email into our email account. I was over the moon. The first one. It's unbelievable. <laughs> feel like we're actually going somewhere with this. We are so famous. <laughs> we're really not. No. <laughs> um, basically, it was a poll on 1917. Oh, yeah. This is as reared its ugly head again. This has come up again. But it was a couple who emailed in and it was 50-50. Yep. The female said, was it not a bastard? The pilot wasn't a bastard. And her partner, who is ex-Marine. And is correct. Said that he's a bastard. So that opened up a whole can of worms because you were like, oh, well, you know, he he's, he's an ex-Marine, so he must... You know, understand warfare. Surely his vote counts for two, so I win. So we decided to ask another friend, who's ex raf who was so on the fence, it was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're back to square one, I think. Yay. 
he was going at all kinds of levels. Like, well, if you're looking at it on the film perspective, we were just like, in, just make a decision, please. <laughs> in this respect, he's a bastard. In this respect, he's not a bastard. And just pick one, dickhead. So, so honestly, guys, if you want to settle it, just email in. Also, if he's listening, you are a dickhead. <laughs> but we love you. Um, mm. So thank you for emailing, guys. You know who you are. We appreciate you listening and emailing us in. Anyways, that's the actual show. Yeah, I'm so excited. This is, this <laughs> actually, is one of my favourite films ever. actually really enjoyed watching this film. Amazing. So we watched Nightmare on Elm Street 3 dream warriors dream warriors yeah which i think it was like what released in 1987 oh, about then i think I, it's on my phone but it, it, my phone's not that far away to reach but i'm quite tired so i can't <laughs> be asked to pick it up <laughs> and we actually watched it on dvd we did we actually had to set up the dvd player it wasn't on any streaming service if there happens to be any young children of the generation that's coming up that has no idea what a dvd is ask your parents we can't, oh, we can't be there yet, can we? I hope not. Well, yeah. your niece still makes a proper phone sign, as in, like, the finger to your ear and your mouth, whereas our eldest does the flat hand to ear, which is just terrifying. Yeah, that's worrying. It was 1987, by the oh, way. Oh, yes, my brain is working. It is, it's kicked in. Brilliant. So a little synopsis is there's a bubbler, and then I lost it. <laughs> so during a hallucinatory incident, young Kristen Parker, Patricia Arquette, has a has her wrist slashed <laughs> wrist oh, slashed by dream stalker Freddy Krueger. Her mother mistakes her wounds as a suicide attempt and she sends her to a psychiatric ward. One of the doctors there is Nancy Thompson, who has battled Freddy before and um, see something in Nancy that could put an, the end to Freddy once and for all. Yeah. Yeah, Roy. You can't end Freddy. No. So Colin was like, ready to have your mind blown. Oh, yeah. This is like, open it up. There may be a debate about this, but in my mind, there's not. There's not a better horror villain ever than Freddy Krueger. And... The reason Dream Warriors, I think, is the best Freddy Krueger film is because it's peak Freddy. Like peak Freddy, it is the the nightmares are brilliant and grim and scary, but the comedy's just starting to come in as well. Yeah, and it, all the comedy is one liners are spot on. Before this, he's all about scares. After this, it's all comedy. This is. The perfect balance for the best bad guy ever. I love Freddy Krueger. He's just, <laughs> he's the nuts. He's the best. <laughs> Little crispy burn face. Um, so it opens up with a quote from Edgar Allan Poe, which says, Sleep, those little slices of death, how I loathe them. And I was like, that's pretty creepy. I think it's from The Raven. Do not, from- I don't know where the quote's from. It might be. Oh. Because I just then just thought about The Simpsons again. <laughs> <laughs> Simpsons have done it. It's that, it's that <laughs> thing, the Simpsons did it. The Simpsons done it. That's what I think about. It's just brilliant. So, um, you basically cut to a like, Kristen. 
it's not Kirsten, it's Kristen, Kristen isn't it? Yeah. So she's what looks like she's made like a paste and she's paper macheing something, which is a house. Yeah. Which meant nothing to me other than it was just a house. And then she's like using lolly sticks and stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, and I think it says the clock flashes saying it's one twenty, and she looks like she's falling asleep. She's knackered. Like cream crackered. She's not slept for a while. I can totally relate to that. I'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, never sleep again. But for um, different reasons. For different reasons. Um, so she turns on the music and she eats a teaspoon of coffee. And then follows it with a Coca-Cola chaser. Yeah. I'm like, that bitch be bad ass. <laughs> so then like her mum comes up the stairs and she's like, oh, why are you still up? And she's like, oh, I wanted to see you. And so mum like, gets her into bed and tucks her in. And she's saying about how she keeps having these dreams. And I was like, ooh, God. Um, so mum, like, like I said, tucks her in and leaves her. And she's just laying in bed, um, looking at this little house. So um, then I think she like kind of wakes up, doesn't she? Like, she's asleep and she's walking towards a house that she's just built. I was like, a shit ton of creepy kids. Mm-hmm, yep, yeah, creepy kids all outside. Like, everywhere. And um, they're, like, doing this little rhyme, aren't they? The rhyme. The Freddy song. The Freddy song. Um, and so she's walking towards the house, and it's... What is it with kids on trikes? <laughs> but just in general, or...? Well, it's just, like, because obviously this little creepy bird... Rock. <laughs> this little girl like comes up on a little trike and i'm like this is just like the shining uh yeah kid on a trike kid on a trike never trust a kid on a trike never trust a kid in a horror film Full no, stop. so creepy aren't they and the thing is they're pretty creepy in real life it's nothing worse when you wake up and see like <laughs> your child like legitimately staring at you with their face in your face like mummy mummy come downstairs and watch tv are you awake I need a drink. You're like, oh, just go away. <laughs> just sleep. <laughs> I just want to have like another couple of minutes in bed. Um, so yeah, so she says like, I think the little girl said she's got to go now. Um, and she says, oh, don't go in there or something into the house. Yeah, don't she? go in there. So of course she goes into the house and she's walking through it and it's all like proper creepy and it's full of shit, like loads and loads of stuff. Like just, and you were like, oh, it's this girl's house. Yeah, you find out later. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I don't know who that is. It's Nancy's house from the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Which I have seen, I think, a few years ago. Yeah, you've watched it. All I can remember is Johnny Depp's death, which was just epic. But Topped in this film, though. It was topped in this film. So, yeah, so she then's like there on a little trike. And um, then... Like, all the lights, I think, go off. The fire lights or something. The furnace lights, yeah. That's it. And then you see... And then someone says, Freddy's here. There's that load of skulls in the fire. Yeah. And... Oh, it's a little girl that says that, isn't it? Freddy's here. Yeah. He's here. Or he's, or he's back or something. Something like that. And then um, she's, like, running away from a little girl. And then she gets stuck in mud. Yeah. Oh, I hate that so much. And then there he is in the background. And then he like, appears and he's like running at her and like slashing at her and she escapes. And then there's like a room full of hanging teenagers or kids or something. Yep. I was like, well, that's pretty dark. Um, that's outside, isn't it? She gets yeah. The door opens the door and instead of kids playing outside, it's just loads of kids hanging 
by their necks. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. She's also scooped up the little girl, isn't she? Yeah, she's got the little girl in her arms. And the little girl's like, oh, stop, you're hurting me. And then she looks down and she's like a skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... That little girl is well dead. Because the thing is, it looked like an actual doll anyway. When she, I was like, oh, it's all kinds of wrong. Yeah. Like, Christ. So yeah, then she wakes up screaming which I would do as well. So she runs into the bathroom and then she goes to her tap and then like the tap grabs her. Yeah, and does. by this point, I mean, my notes were a bit like scrappy AF because I kept going to pause it, pause it, pause it because so much was happening. So yeah, the gra- tap grabs her and then she sees Freddie in a mirror and he slashes her through the mirror and like her blood spatters on it. Yeah, so one tap's got hold of her and the other tap comes out in like a hand shape with the razor blades yeah. on its fingers. And like slashes, slashes her, her wrists. wrists, and my mum comes in and she's like, Ehh! like showing her a wrist, and then collapses on the floor. She's also holding a razor blade, though. Was she? Yeah. So she's got the slash in her wrist, and she holds it up to her mum, and in the other hand, she's got a razor blade. Mm. So the synopsis at the beginning that it gives you, where it's like, oh, her mum thinks she attempted suicide. It's because she's got a razor blade in her hand. <laughs> Fair dues. I just thought because she saw a sl- slash wrist and was like. My girl needs help. Anyway, so they end up at a psychiatric hospital, which is Western Hills. And I can't remember what the actor's name is now. He, oh, what was his name? Oh, the, find it. the famous actor. Yeah, I was really happy to see it was him as well. Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne plays the orderly, Max. Yeah. Oh, I said Max. So Max um, is talking to the Dr. Neil... Yeah. Who's like the main yeah. doctor over it. And he says he's got a theory on like all the suicides that the kids are doing was because the parents were dropping acid. In the 60s. Yeah. So all the kids are nuts. <laughs> uh, so um, this Dr. Neil asks a female patient and walks past her like, um, is she managed to get some sleep? And she looks like hell, doesn't she? And it's like, <laughs> obviously not. Obviously not. Um, and then they're talking about this new member of staff they've got starting with this like really severe female doctor. I think it's Elizabeth. I don't remember. Yeah, I've I think written so. her name down further on in my notes because he asked her something. Um, I don't listen to her because she's an arsehole. Oh, she's horrible, isn't she? Um, apparently, this new doctor um, is a um, has some research on dreams. Yeah. Um. So then it like cuts to Kirsten kicking off about getting sedated. She doesn't want to go to sleep yep. for obvious reasons. Slashes Max with a scalpel. Yeah, she does. I've written, <laughs> cut up Morpheus. <laughs> <laughs> cut up Morpheus, yeah. She slashes Morpheus. <laughs> with a knife. And then she starts singing the Freddy song. And then Nancy Can walk. There was a verse of the Freddy song. I can't Do remember, remember it. how it goes. No. Was it one, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, better lock your door. Five, six, grab your crucifix. Seven, eight, gotta stay Lay an up egg. late. <laughs> that doesn't even rhyme. <laughs> so she gets to there, don't you know? So you go in, nine, ten, nine, ten. Nine, ten. And then Nancy walks in. Never sleep again. And then they hug. And she's like, where did you hear that rhyme? Where do you fucking think? I kicked his ass last time. So anyways, so Nancy and Dr. Neil are talking about the kids' dreams. 
um, how one kid cut off his own eyelids. To stay, to not go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Grimo. Um, so she drops... Grimo? Medi- yeah, Grimo, yeah. <laughs> so she drops her medication on the floor, which is called Hypnosil, which suppresses your dreams. You know what's um, amazing is the basically the entire plot of Freddy versus Jason, which I don't know, that came out in like the 2000s, is based around... They beat Freddy Krueger by giving everyone in the town Hypnosil. Right. This is obviously where it started. And the two main male characters in that film escaped from the mental institution, which is Western Hills. They're all links. So they... they... Sounds like it links better than Alien vs. Predator. Oh, yeah, massive. (laughs) I mean, it's it's just as bad a film, but it does link up better. They've actually made a conscious effort when they uh, put yeah. that one through. Um, so, yeah, she's got some medication. She says it's something to keep the boogeyman away. Mm-hmm. Oogie boogie. Oogie boogie. Uh, so, yeah, then there's the creepy nun. Oh. Nuns are always creepy. She is a creepy nun. Um, so the doctor sees her. Yeah. And he's like seeing her through a crowd of people. And then like someone walks in front of him, I think. And then he looks again. She's gone. She's gone. Obviously. So now you meet the Dream Warriors. Go team. Go team Dream Warriors. There's Philip the Sleepwalker. Yep. There's Kincaid, who is cutting. He hates everyone, doesn't he? He does hate everyone. And everyone's a pussy. I love it's him. his go-to phrase. I literally love him. I mean, he would rip the piss out of me all the time. Oh, yeah. But who doesn't? I'd probably cry. True. I'd probably <laughs> cry a lot being around him. So then this boy comes rushing into the room. Because obviously I think um, Nancy's getting shown around everyone, isn't she? Yeah. And he doesn't speak. And he's called Joey. Joey. Oh, no. He picks up a towel for a nurse, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. The hot nurse. The hot nurse. Yeah. Um, so Nancy's talking. So that, like, cuts back to Nancy going to Kirsten's house to get some bits. Talking to her mum. Talking to her yeah. mum, who's like, doesn't really have much time for her, her like dreams, and she just basically wants her daughter to get sorted. So she's, she's doing it for attention. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. So yeah. she's a massive douche. So she goes up into her bedroom and sees the house. Yeah. And she's like, oh, interesting. Um, and then it cuts to Dr. Neil on the computer, which is like <laughs> a massive box, isn't it? <laughs> We've come a long way. We've come a long way. <laughs> I mean, still, when I think back to the um, Apple um, Apple Mac that we had at home, which is like the blue coloured back oh, that looked like, yeah. I mean, that was still huge. Do you know what I saw the other day and I was like, that's a throwback. I went past someone's house and I could see in their window and their television had a back. Shut up. I was like, wow, I haven't <laughs> seen one of them for years. <laughs> I can remember that, that Apple Mac, my dad programmed it, like my mum's name into it. So when she was swearing at it, like she normally does at most things, it was like, Karen, it is not my fault. <laughs> she was like, it knows my name. <laughs> it's Skynet. Digging it so over. Funny. Best day ever. Well done, Dad. Proper bants. So, um, anyways, yeah. So, Dr. Neil was looking up on this massive computer box, um, looking up like what drug she's taking. It says it's an, an experimental drug. Not um, approved. Yeah. Yeah. And then it does like, that typical thing where he'll take his glasses off his face and then looks ponderingly at the screen. And then turns it off. Yeah. <laughs> You can't do that now, can you? You've got to do the slow motion glasses. Yeah, and then first. sometimes you could put it to your mouth. 
Yeah. Or chew the end. Yeah. 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 So, anyways, so Kirsten is in bed. They, like, the door open, creaks open, doesn't it? Of her bedroom where she's Mm. in hospital. And the bloody trike appears. (laughs) Just wheels itself in. And then it starts melting to the floor. Oh, yeah. And then she's locked in the house. So there's like flies all around the table. And then like the lights start changing in the house. Rotting meat yeah. on the table as well, yeah. Um, and I don't I don't think I saw what happened because I was busy writing down my notes. But something moves in the middle. So something starts tunnelling around the room. It goes under the rug and rips up floor. It goes behind oh, the yeah, walls. Oh yeah, I've written, I saw that bit. It just rips so, up walls. I've written that bit down. It was just whatever was in the middle of the table that moved. I didn't oh, it was see. a rotting pig. Okay, so, so then she like runs off into the hallway, and there's something under the rug going around all the walls, as Colin said, and then um, it like sort of comes up through the middle, and he's like, Freddie's face comes up, and he starts like eating her. He's like feet a giant, first. Snake, <laughs> yeah, Just, um, like, full on eating her as well, like no chewing, no, Just slowly like, moving further up, eating like a turtle, like uh, uh, <laughs> or. So, like a snake. Like a like a snake. Um, so then she's like calling out Nancy's name and Nancy can hear it coming out the little house. Yeah, she sort of wakes up in her chair, doesn't she? She, like, she falls backwards onto the chair and then through into the house. Yep. Um, and then, so basically they like f- sort of fight and she stabs the Freddy snake in the eye. With a bit of glass, yeah. And they like run off and... Um, Nancy's cut her hand and she's like, oh, I heard you in a dream. You missed the first bit. So she stabs Freddy's snake in the eye and while he's like writhing around, he looks at Nancy and he recognises her. I didn't write that bit down. Yeah, he looks right at Nancy and he says, you, he remembers her. Oh God, yeah, flashbacks of Ghost Rider. <laughs> the point, he doesn't point Fucking, out her yeah. You. You. Anyways, she tells kirsten that she's living that house and then kirsten used to told her that she used to pull her dad into her dreams like when she's having a bad dream so then she would like have a nice dream and then she gets told by nancy that's an amazing gift and that's what's leading into like most of the film then you meet will who had an accident and he's in a wheelchair yep and then there's jennifer who is an aspiring actress looks a bit like tara reed yeah like, not young Tara Reid, like, post-breakdown Tara Reid. Yeah. Oh, this is what they're in, I've written Kincaid down again, and he's cutting. This is when they're in their meeting. Yeah. Of, like, a little gathering. Um, so then you meet Joey, he doesn't say very much. He's, he's like, basically mute. <laughs> doesn't say very much. <laughs> he doesn't talk very much at all. Uh, and then there's Taryn. Um, the junkie. The junkie, yeah. Yeah. So it's a it's a dru- um, group therapy so therapy yeah. thing, and they all say about how they dream about the same man. And the horrible doctor, I think it's Elizabeth. Elizabeth, I'll see later on. Says that it's like it's like basically a group psychosis, and they're only dreaming about the same person because it's like through guilt or sexuality. And then something, and then basically like Kincaid says, or oh, it's about dicks or something. Okay, now my, so my dick's gonna get me killed. Yeah, something like that. I was like, yeah, straight in there, <laughs> straight in there. Um, so then it cuts to their rooms, and they're in their little ward, and Will, Taryn, and Joey are playing a game, and Max comes in and says it's lights out. 
And then he says Dungeons like Dungeons and Dragons, I think. Yeah. And he talks I don't think he says about how he's a wizard, I think that's later on. But anyways, it's a good night and he goes like sweet dreams. <laughs> so then he like turns the lights out and will says to joey that it's joey's turn to take the shift as in to stay awake keep watch um so just try and stay awake so then like dr neil and nancy are out at a restaurant i was like hello professionalism straight out for dinner and he's straight in there yeah hello new doctor should we go for some drinks and some dinner? <laughs> no, like, um, hello. I noticed you take experimental drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, she says that she was asking Michael like, the question. She said that um, her mother died in her sleep, and her father and her fell apart. And she says that how the patients are in real danger for their life because of these dreams. So, remember how Nancy's mum died in her sleep? She's asleep, and Freddy Krueger was on fire and jumped on top of her. Oh, really? Yeah, and then they, the bed like opens up and her mum's a skeleton and goes down into the bed with Freddy. Wow. Yeah, she did more than die in her sleep. Yeah. She went skeletal. She got fucked up. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's about how um, they are in physical danger from their dreams and that um, she said about how she is a survivor. Um, she doesn't know how much longer they're going to sort of be alive for. Um, and I think this is like she's trying to plug the drug, isn't she, to keep them away. Yeah, he yeah. says he's not going to prescribe like, no, it. an experimental drug to children. Yeah. So then it got paused because Colin is the best ever movie, horror movie death. The best ever. Quote me. This is actually was pretty horrendous. <laughs> it's, it's, if you can name one that tops it, you can message or email and we can debate it. But for me, this is the greatest death in a horror movie ever. So Philip, the sleepwalker, is having a dream, and it like cut. It sort of like scans through to these puppets that are hanging up by a window that he makes, and the one that's got no bloody face starts moving. And I was like, "Oh fuck my life! This is awful." So then it like jumps down and walks to Phil's bed, and then it turns, turns into, into Freddy. Freddy. Yeah, but while it's a puppet, puppet it turns on the into wall, Freddy. It starts yeah. turning into him, then it. And, grows some claws on its yeah, hand. Yeah, so, like, waddles down to him, and then, like, he can't move, and he, like, slashes his arms and his legs, and his tendons come out, yeah. like little strings, and he becomes a puppet. So, um, King Cade wakes up, and sees him walking off, and he's just like, um, wake up, because I'll have a nice stroll, asshole, and I'm like, yeah. Because <laughs> he's a sleepwalker, he looks like he's sleepwalking. Yeah, so he walks out, um, and... Uh, walks out of the bedroom and you see like he walks past a nurse and he like disappears through this locked door like he just walks through it yeah um and then joey is obviously still awake and he looks out of the window to the building on the other side like opposite his and sees phil standing on top of the it's like a bell tower yeah. Isn't it? yeah so he like starts banging on the window and he wakes up um will and then joey runs in to get a nurse and will's like banging when they say no don't do it don't do it and then like loads of people joey bangs on everyone's doors yeah to gets up. Kind of look. they come run and basically he just throws himself off but he doesn't throw himself off it's, there's a um, giant freddy in the sky and he cuts the yeah strings, strings and, he... and then yeah he falls to his death um so then they're fucking into... awesome <laughs> then they're back in like another in like another meeting they said oh does anyone want to talk about it uh, you know, um, and someone said oh, he wasn't strong enough. He couldn't cope. 
Kincaid, then, I think. Yeah. yeah. And then um, basically he said it, someone said oh, it was an accident. And then I think Will said, no, it wasn't. He was wide awake. So, yeah, this is a King said about how it's like murder in the dreams and things. And then Kincaid starts kicking off. Because they talk about sedation. Yeah. And so he gets sedated and put into um, like a, a special, what's it called? Um, the quiet isolation. room. Yeah. Added room, isn't it? Basically. Yeah. Um, she locks him in there. And I'm trying to think what we're getting to now. So um, you see Kincaid and he's like singing in his little padded cell. Yeah. Having a little sing song. And um, Jennifer is sat in watching TV because she's trying to stay awake. So then um, Max comes in and says, like, oh, what are you still doing up? And she's like, oh, you know, I just can't sleep. I want to watch a bit longer, um, especially after everything that's happened with Philip. And he's like, okay, fine, I never saw you. So she's sat watching the TV and, oh, wait, no, there's a bit more, isn't there? So there's an orderly in the hallway twiddling his keys. Uh, hitting on Taryn. Taryn, saying about how he's got the keys to the medicine cabinet and stuff. And Making like, it high. Yeah, so he's like, absolute asshole with that. And he calls her a crazy junkie chick. chick. Anyways, and it cuts back to Jennifer and she's sat in a room with cigarettes and she burns her hand. To stay away. Yeah. yeah. And then um, she gets a remote and she's like flicking through all the channels and she's listening to his interview. <laughs> and she's like proper falling asleep. <laughs> And then Freddie turns into the TV host. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And then it, the actress or something, she starts talking about something, and Fred, the host just goes, "What? Well, who gives a fuck what you think?" Yeah, turns into Freddie. It's fucking brilliant. So then, like, she obviously turns over and goes to White Noise, and then, um, which I hate. I hate White Noise anyway. And she does what we all did when the telly picture went off, and she walks up to the telly and hits it. it. Um, and then you see these arms come out of a telly and it like grabs hold of her and um, it's like, this should have been your big break in telly. And then basically like, I think all these little heads pop out. His head they? comes out the top, his arms come out the side. He's like, this is it, your big your break. break. And he like shoves her head through the TV screen. She's just hanging there. Shouts, welcome to prime time, bitch. Smashes her head into the telly. It's brilliant. And then Max comes in and just sees her hanging there. We're like, oh, fuck yeah, she's about she's about five feet off the ground, isn't she? Yeah. Like, there's no way she was headbutting the telly like that. No. Ridiculous. So then, like, he's outside. There's outside graveyard and Neil's out there crying. And obviously the creepy nun's, like, back to him. And um, he's like, oh, I've never seen you before, sister. And her name's Mary Helena. And she's that she worked for a time. Um, she's she's only here for a time when she's needed. Just basically telling and him to she's save the children. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Um, and she's the only way this can get sorted is if the soul gets put to rest and it is an abomination. Like, who the fuck is she? Basically, like, I don't know. <laughs> who is she? What is who her deal? Is she? Um. So then they walk. So this is now back to. Oh, I don't know where we are. Someone's walking off arm in arm, going off to dinner. Nancy and Neil. Oh, for God's sake. Always going out for dinner. Out for dinner again. Yeah. Slacking. For God's sake. All the kids are bloody dying. And they're like, yeah, let's go out for dinner. Um, so they're trying to find out a bit of information. And she said that how she's, he's got to trust her for something. I can't remember what that bit is. I can't really read my writing. With the, because the, he prescribes the drug now, I think, oh, doesn't he? It's a dream doll, isn't it? 
Oh, yeah, he sees her dream, dream doll, doll and she's got to trust him and that's when he ends up prescribing the drug to yeah. the kids and stuff. So then they have an un- unofficial group session. Yeah. Where um, basically Nancy's trying to tell them that Kirsten's got this amazing ability, they all need to get hypnotised and then Kirsten will take them through to a dream together. Sounds like a stupid idea. She then explains who Freddy Krueger is and that he's a child murderer. And that the reason why he's after them is because they're the last of the Elm Street children with yep. the parents who killed him. Yep. So that's his backstory. He, he murdered children in the town of Springwood. And the pair, He gets arrested, goes on trial, gets off on a technicality. Yeah. And the parents in the area basically form a posse, find out where he lives, go to his boiler room where he works... Set it on fire, Fucking burn man. him alive, and then he comes back in dreams to kill all the kids. Yeah. Which is the problem with the remake. They remade Nightmare on Elm Street, and they changed his backstory so that he wasn't a child murderer. He was a child molester and child murderer. Ew. Yeah, and it's like, but how did we get to that point where being a child murderer, that's not... That's, that's not bad enough. That's not bad enough to make people not like him. He'll have to molest the kids first. No, no, murdering children is bad. That's enough to be a bad guy. We yeah. don't need him to molest them. No. Just child murderer, fine. Grim enough. Bad. Thank that's you. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. So they uh, get into this group hypnosis because Kirsten is the key. And after fall, it's like pendulum and they all eventually fall asleep. And then... They some like wake up and Kirsten's like, sorry, I, I couldn't do it. So um, Joey gets up and goes out and sees the nurse because the nurse is beckoning the beautiful nurse. So she, he follows her into this little room and she's like, oh, I really wanted to get you, you alone. I really like you, Joey. Yeah. This is bullshit. Rock roll. My bullshit alarm is going off. <laughs> yeah. So Nancy's like, well, let's try this one more time. And all of a sudden the balls... Um, on I don't know, like one of those like uh, where you pull one end and they, they all like, knock smack. together and uh, yeah. yeah, they've got a proper name that like floats away and then they're like Will gets up and he's like in my dreams I can walk <laughs> and I'm a wizard and he like does all these like magic tricks and Nancy says oh what can you do in your dreams Kirsten and she does like all these flips and gymnastics stuff. and then like King King Cage like. Oh, I can do this and like breaks a chair and just it's just hilarious. So then it goes back to um Oh, to Taryn says that she's beautiful. She looks like punk hair, doesn't she? She's beautiful, but she's got like a six foot high mohawk. Yeah. And then pulls out a couple of knife switchblades, then she's like yeah, beautiful I'm and beautiful bad. and bad. And you're like, Wow, you are neither of those things. <laughs> So Joey and the nurse are in the room getting all hot and nasty and he's undressing her and she's like totally naked and um, she's like, do you like my body, Joey? And then they start kissing on the bed. It's like, obviously he likes your body. Yeah. Obviously. That's a stupid question. Bubes. Oh my God. And then they're kissing and their tongues like lock together. Tie and a knot, don't they? And it's horrible. She pulls away and you see it all when you're yeah. like, Ah, yeah. So this is definitely, yeah. Um, and then he ends up getting tied up to the bed um, with the tongs. It shoots then, the tongues out to his arms and legs, then yeah. he ties to the bed. And then the bottom of the bed disappears and it's fire. Great. So that's him caught. And um, 
they then it is Elizabeth, the doctor. Yeah. And then she comes into the room and she's like, What's going on? And they're all asleep and Joe's on the floor and he's basically in a coma. Oh yeah, because before that, slightly before that, the rest of them in the room, the room starts shrinking, doesn't it? Yeah. And like setting on fire and being hot and they're all panicking and then they wake up when she comes in. Yeah, Joey's out. Out cold. They say he's not going to come round from it. And they basically said that Neil and Nancy are out. And they, and he as they leave, Neil says to this Elizabeth, the Doctor Elizabeth, please listen to the kids. And she's like, of course she will. Obviously she's not. She won't. No. So then there's like a load of paperwork on the floor. There's like Doctor Neil going for all of his stuff. And there's like pictures of him and the kids, like proper cheesy. And then he sees a nun on the roof where Philip was. Yep. So um, he goes outside to it, gets a rock and smashes his way into the building. And there's like fucking pigeons flying out everywhere. And he's like shouting, sister, sister. (laughs) Again, he walks into another room full of shit. There's like crap everywhere. And then he sees the sister lighting a candle. And so this is where it it all began. And she's talking about how purgatory um, was fashioned by men. And that this particular wing of the hospital was for the criminally insane. Um, And then Dr. Neil's like, oh, this got shut down in the 40s, didn't it? Because of some sort of tragic accident. And she said, basically, that a female, a young female staff member got locked in there over the holidays with, like, 100 inmates. Yeah. And that she was raped by these men repeatedly for this whole weekend. Over and over. Over and over again. And she fell pregnant with a bastard child of 100 inmates. 100 maniacs. Oh, that was she said. Yeah. Okay, so basically, that's Freddy Krueger, and her name was Amanda Krueger, the female that got locked in the room. Um, so basically, they're talking. She then talks about Freddy because I got a bit confused by this. That there's there's no body found for Freddy, so no one knows where his remains are. But if we can find them and bury them in hot, hallowed hallowed ground, um, that then that would be a way to yeah. lay him to rest, lay the spirit to rest, and he yeah. Can't. Yeah. That's bloody grim, isn't it? It's not pleasant. No, it's hideous. So I was like, that's gross. So anyways, Joe, uh, Nancy sat with Joey. Um, and she's oh, like... Epic. This is amazing, this bit, wasn't it? And she's like, let go of him, you bastard. And then scratches appearing his body. And it's... His shirt rips open. Yeah. And you can like, see words being slashed into his and chest. And he basically spells out, come get, get him, bitch. I mean, his love of the word bitch... Scary Terry, isn't it? Yeah. Like a more, you can run, but you can't hurt, ah, bitch. bitch. <laughs> um, or the guy from Breaking Bad always says bitch as well. <laughs> so then it cuts to Neil and Nancy in the car. And she, um, they said they need to get more information basically about Kruger and someone who was there at the time who was like burnt in his boiler room. And she's like, she needs to talk to dad, basically. She needs to talk to her dad yet. So Dr. Elizabeth is now stating Kirsten who's screaming and kicking. Basically, she ends up going into the quiet room for station, which is glorious. They're in the bar with Nancy and Neil, and they go to see her daddy, and he's just sat there drinking and smoking. Um, And he's like, oh, it's been such a long time. I think you're trying to forget me. Um, So then she sort of explains to him that Kruger's back and that he needs his help, and, um, you know, he needs to say where he is, and he's not really going to help them. And he's stopped running away from it and he's still not particularly bothered. He sort of tells her to go, doesn't he? Yeah, he 
thinks Fred, he keeps saying Freddy Krueger's dead. Like he's dead. He doesn't believe he comes back in dreams and stuff. Yeah. So he's basically Neil says to Nancy, oh no, because Neil gets a phone call from Taryn saying like shit if has hit the fan. Yeah. And you so know, Nancy rushes to the hospital. Yeah, he sends her to the hospital, and he stays to have a chat with Dad. Um, and he gets like all stupid fighty with him. Walks over and just chucks his table over, doesn't he? He's Fuck's like, sake! And then he's like, "We're going on a scavenger hunt." <laughs> oh jeez! So Nancy goes back to the hospital. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she's in, a, in the cell, and you see Kirsten sat there, and she's like, "Daddy, don't leave me." Which is sad. Aww. I know. And then it cuts back to Neil getting out the car. Um, oh, he goes. Yeah, gets out the car, goes into a church, and like robs some holy water from a bowl, and then takes a crucifix. And then like this father or a priest, whoever he is, comes over and he's like, "What are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? Taking my shit from my church?" Um, so he gives him his driving license. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, there, so I'll be back." <laughs> genius. Um, and he cuts back again to Nancy at the hospital and Max is like, no, you can't go in there. I'm not letting you, you're not allowed. And she's like, okay, well, can I just have five minutes with the other kids? So he says, fine. Um, and then he back to the salvage yard, which is where Neil and Nancy's dad are. And he says, oh, this is a place. It's deep in the heart of it. Great. Brilliant. So it's a bit of jumping, this one. And then it goes back to Nancy and the kids are all in the room and they go into the dream. And they try and find um, Nancy. And Kincaid's like, let's kick this motherfucker's ass through Dreamland or something. It's like amazing. <laughs> He's so up for it, isn't he? He's like living so the dream. Up for it. So they suddenly appear in a white room with Kirsten. And like, they're all together as a team. Um, and they're like, oh, Jerry needs us. And all of a sudden, like, the walls start getting slashed up. He's here. <laughs> yeah. And then. <laughs> It goes back to the beginning again, doesn't it? Yeah, for Kirsten. For Kirsten. Jumps back to the beginning of a paper mache so, in the house. Yeah. And... and she's like, her mum comes in again. She gives her a big cuddle. And she's like, I just had the most awful dream. And she's like, oh, please don't, I don't want to be alone. Um, <laughs> you hear this male voice going. Oh, yeah. So at the beginning, when she's tucking her into bed, there's a man in the background. He's like, hey, where'd you keep the bourbon? And that's how she leaves. It. She's like, oh, you've got company like that's why you won't sit with me yeah so it happens again like hey where'd you keep the, the bourbon? bourbon oh you've got company i want you to stay with me mum and all that but this time it's slightly different isn't yeah it? so then her mum disappears around the corner and freddie appears <laughs> i said where's the fucking bourbon and then cuts her mum's head off <laughs> literally holds it in his hand in front of her face here's well. mummy and it's and it's still, isn't she still, her head's still talking, isn't it? Like, Something like that. This is why I can't get a man, because of you. <laughs> she ruined my life. <laughs> I said, where's the fucking bourbon? I was like, okay, pause this right now, because this is comedy genius. Uh, so, yeah. Then they cut back to all of the kids running around. Um, they're separate at this yeah, point, aren't they? they're all being a little warriors. And um, it turns into, like, um, a pavement, and it's Taryn's dream. And it says, on a wall, like like a bar wall, it says Taryn and Freddy on it. I was like, oh, God. And then she pulls out her knives, and it's like this homeless man walking towards her. Um, and you think, oh, that's obviously going to be Freddy. Mm-hmm. It's not, though. Mm-hmm. Freddy's behind her. 
So they have like this little knife fight, don't they? A, a really little one, though. Really little one. And then he like pushes her to a wall, I think. And, and his he fingers like, become... He starts off, he's like, there's no need for us to fight. We're, we're old friends. And yeah. And um, yeah, his fingers turn into needles. And he's like, I just... Let's party or something like that. She's like, oh, I don't do that no more. He's yeah. Like, and then, like, her, there's holes in her arms that become, like, are, like, moving. It's really grim. Like mouths, aren't they? And then he, like, stabs her in the arms. And he's like, what a rush. Yeah, he's injecting her as he goes, oh, what a rush. So funny. Injects her with all this shit. And yeah. That's the end of Taron. I think they said, like, if you die in a stream, you're dead. Yeah. At the beginning. Oh, my God, it's Inception again. Then it cuts to Will walking down the alleyway and then you hear some like screaming and laughing and then this creepy wheelchair appears. It's massive as well, isn't it? It's huge. And then uh, Freddy's at the other end and um, he does his like little wizard trick which don't work and then he's like, when you wake up, he'll be back in the saddle. Yep. Freddy says that to Will. Then the chair like rushes towards him and cuts his leg. So he like tries to, I think he blows up the chair and then, um, tries to use magic against Yeah. Him. And he's like, sorry, kid, I don't believe in fairy tales. And then just stabs, just stabs him. him in the gut. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Him gone. Next. But these warriors are a bit shit, aren't they really? Then it's nurse Nancy and Kirsten find each other and are like, meh, so happy. Um, and the wall starts moving and then King Cade breaks through because you're thinking that shit's going to be Freddy. It just smashes through the wall. Then he like, what's up? Yeah, and then he's just like, we need to find him. So he just shouts out, like, burnt face pussy. <laughs> Yo, Kruger, where you at? Burnt face pussy. It's brilliant. Um, and he said, I know he knew it was chicken. I was like, oh, you said it now. And then this, like, door appears floating in the room. So um, so I can't remember who says it. Someone goes, it's a door. I was like, obviously, <laughs> Captain <laughs> Obvious. <laughs> it just appears. It's not attached to anything. And she literally just stands next to everything and goes, huh? It's a door. We're like, yes, we fucking know what a door is. So they open, the door opens and it goes down into the boiler room and they go down this spiral staircase. Then it cuts back to the auto parts yard and it's Neil and the dad. And he um, has shoved, has like shovel and um, like the dad's just sat there lighting a cigarette and he guesses that the, the dad's going to make a run for it. Because yeah, like he's pointed already... at where the remains was, because he's trying to lift the bonnet in here of this car that he's pointed yeah, and he's at. He's always robbed the keys from his truck, and he's like, yeah. can't drive away. And he's like, "You're about to attend a funeral. Get digging." <sighs> Horrendous. So then it's in the boiler room, and Joey's like suspended over, like this fire bit, isn't there? Yeah. And um, he like you hear the horrible scraping sound of his blades oh, on the metal, and he so comes grim. around laughing. And like, let him go, Kruger. And he's like, you know. <laughs> uh, I said, your wish is my command. And, and like, basically. The tongue start going. And then Nancy dives down and grabs Joey before he falls into the fire. And then Kirsten does like her flip flops and kicks him in the face. And um, there's like a bit of a fight for that. And then Joey goes up and I think kicks him a little bit or fights him. And they have like a little bit of a fight, don't know. And Freddy's winning, isn't he? The fight. He, he starts kicking everyone's ass, and then I can't remember it is. He's got one of them by the throat. Yeah. But then he disappears. 
Does he? I can't remember. He disappears because above ground they've just pulled his skeleton out of the oh, car. Oh, yes. Or his remains in a bag. Oh, that was horrendous. They pulled out of the car so he disappears from the dream. Yeah. Oh, God, I forgot the bit as well. Like Nancy stabs him and he just laughs and pulls the pole out and licks it. Yeah. Lovely. Amazing. So then he like disappears after he's got hold of Kincaid and that's when you see the um, skeleton... And then all of a sudden, all the lights in the car start beeping their horns and things, start falling over. And then the skeleton comes to life. It reforms, doesn't it? Reforms with blades as well. Yeah. And then then Nancy's dad's like, it's you, I killed you once, you son of a bitch. And then he like, Papa's a little fight with him. But he... The skeleton throws her dad onto a spike. Pike, yeah, straight through so the guts. So he dies. And then he's basically beating the shite out of Neil with a spade. And then he just chucks him into the hole that he's dug. Chucks a bit of mud on top of him and then... Oh my God, and then does like a little cheer dance. Yeah, and then falls back into a pile of bones. Yeah. Disappears. Back to fight um, the kids in a red corridor. It t- The whole place turns into like little mirrors isn't it yeah it is. and then their little cougar comes out of each one and grabs them starts pulling um, them into the whatever the mirror is yeah and then joey finds his voice and shouts no and then they all let go and the mirrors all shatter yeah and he's like well i just say that and it's like they said oh he he's gone it's all over i was like obviously it's not all over yeah that one scream really did Fucking it well done hell. guys so then, like, this little gold light appears and um, Nancy's dad apparently appears and it's like, oh, I could, I've I, passed, I passed over, over. <laughs> or crossed over. I couldn't go about saying goodbye. And then he basically turns into Kruger. Mid-Nancy cuddle. Yeah. And, and like, bloody stabs her. Uh, that's and it. Then it's, he, the end, it's the end of Nancy as well. It is, yeah. She's but Nancy manages dead. to stab Kruger with his own hand. And then Neil finally wakes up in the grave and grabs a holy water and just like lobs it over the skeleton. And then he, it was he went all like Beauty and the Beast, like the Beast, <laughs> she, like gold and glowy. Yeah. And then um, beams of light bursting out, out of, of him. him. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, he disappears, and then you realise Nancy's dead. Shot. I know. Um, and then not. Not the final twist of the film, though. Like, Kirsten's cuddling her, crying. It's like, oh, I dreamed we went to a beautiful place and all that sort of stuff. Then it cuts to Nancy's funeral. And they're also there looking at her grave all sad. And Neil turns around and looks to see the nuns there. And she's standing mm. by a grave. So he walks over and looks at the grave. The nuns disappeared. Yeah, and it's basically the nun's name. And she is... Kruger's mum. Amanda Kruger, also yeah. known as Sister Mary Helena. Yeah. Like his own mum helped get rid, get rid of, of him. him. Well, I would too if he was in that case. Anyways, Neil is then asleep and he's got Nancy's dream doll and the little paper mache house. And the light turns on. Yep. And that's the end. That's the end. Because he's never gone. No. So, yeah. So good. I really enjoyed it. It was a lull a minute. It's just brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. Again, this one was really hard to write down because I had to keep pausing. Yeah, because it, it's, it's just... only an hour and a half long, but it's 
non-stop. It's non-stop. There's no breaks, really. It's like the good old day films where you would have non-stop stuff for an hour and 30 minutes and you'd yeah. be exhausted after watching it. Whereas now every film's two and a half hours, but you've got 30 minutes where you're like, nah, probably didn't need I, that. I usually fast forward. <laughs> um, so my one word review is marvellous. Yes. I'll give it five. Five stars. Five stars. At last, the first... Who'd have thought it would be a horror film? Just because it was grim. Like, some of the stuff that happened was really grim, and it was really creepy. Fine dated, because obviously a lot has moved on. I think if it was made nowadays, I would probably shit my pants. (laughs) Because the, like, CGI and stuff is so much better nowadays. Or it would be so CGI that you'd think it was shit. Maybe. But it... I mean, the concept of how he kills people are dark. That's why he's the best. Yeah, I do really appreciate that. Also, it was really, really funny. It is, yeah. Like, really funny. Properly funny. Yeah. The ones are, I'll show you some of the ones after soon. Yeah. And you'll realise that it's gone too far yeah. funny. But he was, yeah, he was quite an enjoyable bad guy. I did really enjoy it for, like, a horror film. It was good. It is the best. I would recommend people watch it. Yes, it's hilarious. It. It's amazing. So yeah, really good. Um, what am I watching next? I'm going to do something a bit different. So obviously, a couple of days ago, very sad. Sean Connery died. I know. It's Sean Connery. Everyone knows Sean Connery. Um, so obviously, naturally, we should watch a Sean Connery film. And we did discuss how disappointed we were that I've actually seen Highlight. <laughs> Yeah, you've seen Highlander. <laughs> so Highlander is out, which is gutting. Because that is glorious as well. And he's so, he, he's barely in it, but he's so good in it. Um, so I was trying to pick a Sean Connery film. Obviously, there's Bond. We're not big. I'm not a big Bond person. I'm not person. a big Bond You're person. You're not a big Bond person. It's not really our thing. So what I thought is, what we'll do is I'll get a few Sean Connery films together. And then we'll put the selection on Instagram and people who are listening can go and either vote in a poll or comment which of the films we'll watch. We'll do it for a couple of days. Whichever film wins out of the the selection, that's the one we'll watch. So we'll have our first ever, I don't know, first ever interactive episode, if you like. Good idea. The listeners will pick the film. Well, we'll post those on podcast release day on Wednesday. Yeah. And um, then, yeah, we'll, yeah, that'd be great. That's a good idea. Nah, not just a hat rack. No. So if you do want to get in touch with us, as we said, is our Instagram po- page, which is Haley underscore watches. And Bit of a milestone on the Instagram yeah, page as well. It's like 101 now. Up unless someone's got rid of us. 101 followers. So yeah. that's awesome. Thank We're you. Living the dream. Um, so yeah, there's Haley underscore watches. Or you can email us at hayleywatches2020 at gmail.com. Um, and you can get any tell us your selection on the film you'd like. Um, so, yeah. But I guess that's it. Oh, there is one more thing. We do need a bit of a plug now. If you're listening somewhere that has a review section or a rating section, can you leave us a review or a rating? Yeah. And that helps us get bigger can you make sure you subscribe and follow mm-hmm. and all of that jazz that you're supposed to do? Five-star ratings, please. Preferably. 
I mean, you can be honest and give it three. That's probably what it's worth. But if you could be generous and give it five, that'd be amazing. Would yeah, would be great. But yeah, all of that stuff with the all that ratings, reviews, positive comments, constructive criticism. If you have to, yeah, yeah, down for that. Down for that. Maybe like Haley write stuff properly so you can read your own bloody handwriting would be a good start. Haley type. <laughs> Oh, I couldn't act quick enough, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, that's an awful lot of information to give you into that podcast. It is. But, um, yeah, thank you for listening again and joining us. And um, we'll look forward to seeing what you guys pick for me to watch next. It's not you this time, babe. I know. I feel a bit awkward now. Yeah, I bet you do. I feel a bit redundant. Like, I don't know why I'm here now. <laughs> so, on that note... <laughs> Stay safe, everybody. We are definitely in the UK approaching our second lockdown, aren't we? Yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah, everyone stay safe. And um, we'll see, we'll talk soon, I guess. Indeed. Ciao, Ciao for, for now. now. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.